Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode, I think this is episode 63. Yeah, it's episode 63 of WFS, The Will Ford Show, and I've got another special guest. Well, he's actually the same special guest I've had for, what, is this the third episode you've been on now? So Number three, and the one. The, the, yeah, the one and only, the one and only Alec Bell rejoins The Will Ford Show. So, how's it going, buddy? Oh, it's going good. I'm ready to get some draft talking in. Yeah. Um, how's the semester going for you? Because it's been really tough for me to do anything like podcast related for so long because I've just been so busy. So how's the semester treating you time-wise? Well, uh, I mean, it's been all right so far, but I mean, I got four exams coming up this week. <laughs> yeah. I got well, – yeah, I have one with you next week, so. Yeah, it shouldn't be too bad, but say that yeah. and take it and then – yeah. What which part by the way are we taking on Monday? I know this is completely unrelated to sports, but like it's, is it the essays? It's the it's ID's. IDs. Okay, because part 1 on the paper said essays. It did. I know. I'll probably email. But it. I think it was backwards. But it, it, if it isn't, I'm screwed. Yeah, that's completely unrelated, but we're here for some sports talk. We got a lot of NFL free agency going on. We've got the draft coming up in April. When is that in April? Is that like it's uh, it's always the end. I, I mean, a- end of April, like twenty something, something like that. Uh, Mid to late. NFL draft date. Probably should have had this prepared beforehand, but that doesn't matter. It is April twenty fifth to the twenty seventh. Sweet. Third so yeah, that's Saturday. very excited for that. Uh, my Cowboys don't have a first round pick, but that first round pick's Amari Cooper, so that makes me happy. Um, you guys have what the twenty? No, you guys have the twenty. Yeah, the twentieth pick in the draft. So twentieth, one second, and two thirds. Yeah, obviously the rest. I think we have two sixths. We, I think we have two picks in total. Yeah, so it's gonna be pretty exciting. But it's the second week of free agency, so all the big fish are off the market, and it's kind of now some of the still players that are pretty decent and are starting level players, but just not as high quality as some of the other guys. But what did you think about some of the signings that that went on throughout the first week of free agency, like some of those big safeties and, and stuff like that? Um, I mean, I'm still waiting for Eric Berry to get off the market, to be honest. Yeah. On the yeah. side. But, I mean, I think, no, I really don't think he'd be a good fit in Pittsburgh. But... Of course you would say that. You're a fan of Pittsburgh. <laughs> going to somewhere like Cleveland. Maybe even I mean, Dallas. yeah. Well, Dallas isn't going to get him now because they actually signed George Iloka. Oh, really? From the Vikings and the uh, former Vikings and Bengals safety. So I don't think they're getting Barry now. Huh? I was going to bring that up because I wanted the Cowboys to go after Eric Barry because even though he's been injured, I mean, he's still really good when he's healthy. So that's who I wanted. But George... George Iloki Iloka is still pretty solid. Yeah, he's not bad. He I mean he's a few years off of his best year, and I think his best years are behind him. But I mean, it's still. I mean, if you're bringing him in for one or two years, I and it's cheap, you're gonna get solid safety play. So, and uh, Morgan Burnett's gonna be on the free agent market too. Oh yeah, since the Steelers. Forgot, there's a lot of safeties gonna get on the market. There's a lot of say er, Earl Thomas was. Tyron Matthew, Haha Clinton Dix, uh, Adrian Amos, Landon Collins, 
Eric Berry. Huge this year. Cornerback market wasn't too, too bad. They're the the Nick Foles Nick Foles didn't really have a market though like he just had the Jags he had nobody else going after him I feel I like kind of surprised by that the um it was decided right as soon as the the season ended I wouldn't say as soon as the season ended but like before he like, was cut and all that stuff probably like a month before he was cut I feel like it was set in stone where he was going I feel like he already had his heart set on Jacksonville and. Well, they were probably going to give him the most money. It's probably why there was no market for him because of a lot of money too. Twenty-two million a year, That's which I mean is not not bad for he's a mid-level starter. I I think. Do you know how much of that was guaranteed? No, not off the top of my head. I but I know the contract is. I think it's over fifty million guaranteed, and then the contract can be worth up to like a hundred and something million with incentives and stuff. Now here's a question: Would you rather have Nick Foles, like right now, Nick Foles' contract or Kirk Cousins' contract? Nick Foles. Yeah, I probably would too. I mean, Kirk Cousins making thirty million dollars a year, or twenty-eight million dollars a year, and I, I'm not sure if Nick Foles is better, but I would probably rather Nick have Nick Foles than Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins just fills up the stat sheet. He just does, he just doesn't win games. Like Nick Foles won a Super Bowl. And he almost made it to another NFC championship. <laughs> he would make it. Like, if if he would have won the Super Bowl again this year, he'd be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> I'm serious. I'm That's... dead serious. I'm not even joking. Like, how do you come in? How do you come in as a backup two consecutive years and win two Super Bowls and not be not be an MVP? Or not an MVP, a Hall of Famer, I mean. He was an MVP. He was an MVP, but I mean, Hall of Famer. Oh, God. I mean, I'm I'm dead serious on that. And that would force the Eagles to get rid of Carson Wentz. And I think they should have. I think they should have traded Carson Wentz because Carson Wentz now has no backup. And he's going to get hurt again eventually. If it's not next season, it's going to be the season after. God, that draft is looking. (sighs) I still don't know about that draft. What? Was that? Was Dak in that draft class too? With Wentz? Yeah, he was taken in the fourth round. Goff. Goff was first pick, and then Wentz. I'm trying to think of how I would do that. Out of those top three quarterbacks, what would you have taken him? Um, based on now, obviously you're gonna you're probably gonna say I'm biased because I'm a Cowboys fan. But honestly, I think Dak is the best of those three quarterbacks. Maybe not the most talented, but I think. If you just measure full bodies of work, I'd say Dak is better than both of them. I would. He may not have the best arm. If you're looking at pure talent perspective, then I guess I would take Carson Wentz, but I can't trust him to stay on the field. Jared Goff, the only reason why he's good is because of Sean McVay. Sean, yeah, really, he's. I mean, Sean McVay literally talks to him up until 15 seconds left on the play clock. He's the most system quarterback as it comes. Like, <laughs> like he's got Jeff Fisher. Yeah, exactly. And he, like, he was terrible with Jeff Fisher as head coach. And Jeff Fisher wasn't. I mean, he wasn't a great head coach, but he was still decent before he was fired. And then, I mean, he Jared Goff wasn't good. He's got a pretty long ball, but he's not. He doesn't know how to read defense as well because he has Sean McVay do it for him. Yeah. So he he looks good, but he's really not. 
He looked bad in the Super Bowl, though. Bad. He was he was awful. He couldn't hit anybody. I know. And I mean, the Patriots just—they're the Patriots. There's not really much you can do in the Super Bowl against that team. Yeah, really. But I like Dak out of those three because he can read defenses. He may not have the strongest arm, but he's accuracy-wise, he's not—it's not bad. Deep ball. He doesn't. He doesn't. He's not a great deep ball thrower, but he can throw on the run probably better than yeah, those two quarterbacks. Oh, he's yeah. a good throw on the run. He's probably one of the most accurate on the run guys. He doesn't turn the ball over a lot. He does. He did fumble a lot last year, but as far but that's kind of different when you get strip sacked. Yeah, <laughs> because that's not that's not always that's not always on you. But the interceptions, he only threw, I think seven or eight, which is. That's actually not bad. That's ha- that's ben, point like five a game. Interceptions. Yeah. So, I mean, I like Dak over those two, but I'm I kind of have a little bias, I suppose. Just just a tad. <laughs> a tad, yeah. But yeah, so a lot of stuff going on in free agency. A lot of safeties got paid for the most part. So that's gonna it's gonna affect some people's draft strategies that's gonna because a lot of those safeties joining new teams now those team needs are filled and there's quite a few sec people in the secondary that could be taken in the first round especially corner wise but you could always move them around i guess if they fit your scheme better i just have a problem with free agency like team strategy wise like look at the teams like the steelers the cowboys the patriots Name one, one huge signing either of them had. I mean, the Steelers' um, best signing was what Dante Moncrief. Cowboys was Randall Cobb. I mean, they're not going after guys like Le'Veon Bell, Trey Flowers, or any of that. Yeah, and they're still one of the top tier players. And I mean, you got they got people like the Jets. They got C.J. Mosley, Le'Veon Bell. I, mean, I think, but I think there's a there's a. I think the Cowboys and the Patriots and those teams would have went after some of those bigger guys if they had the money. But the reason why they don't have money is because they already have really good players and they're a good and they're good teams. So you you need to build through the draft. Like, yeah, I don't know because that's what the Cowboys have done. They've they're one of the best drafting teams. The Steelers, I mean, Steelers are a good drafting team. Draft winners build through the draft. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the Vikings have always been a really good drafting team as well because most of their defensive players, I think up until last season, like most of their star players on defense were, they're all homegrown. They were all drafted. So, I mean, I think it's always better to build through the draft because you can save money that way. And if you knock it out of the park, then you've got all the best young stars. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, like, you save that money. Is that this is what I would do? I would save that money to um, sign those players that you previously drafted and who have good fits with your team. Like n- nothing against Trey Flowers because I think he's really good, but I really don't think he's gonna thrive in Detroit. I truly think he's gonna be a bust out in Detroit. I mean, but he is with his former defensive coordinator though, uh, Matt I- Patricia. So, I mean, that's probably why he went there, because there's familiarity in the system. It's probably going to be a similar system, but I don't know. I mean, they're not a great team anyways. So, yeah, he did get paid a lot. 
He did get paid a lot. But... Same with CJ Mosley, like uh, that's just. I feel like I just never hear his name. I feel like I never hear his name. He's that's he was the best uh, middle linebacker on the market. But the thing is, like, is he really like a top three linebacker? No, his money. But since he's the best on the market, well, yeah, it, yeah, just that. Like that's why Kirk Cousins got as much money as he did because he was the only quarterback on on the market that was worth anything close to that. I mean, I certainly wouldn't have paid up 20. I mean, yeah, exactly. I figured a lot more teams would have went after Foles, like the Giants or the Redskins or something. But Mike Lennon, like two years ago. Yeah, yeah, he signed a... Not guaranteed, like, none of that was guaranteed, though. The right, but it was year, but... still a big contract, though, because the market demanded it. Yeah. Um. So if we go ahead and just look into the draft, I know you're a big draft guru you like looking into the draft stuff and really putting together some some good mocks and stuff so say one thing this draft is defense heavy yes it is very defense heavy we got a lot of edge rushers corners a couple linebackers in there but it's really a lot of defensive line the uh, Um, quarterbacks i I don't there's i think there's there's two quarterbacks who i think can be very decent. And then there's two that I am not so sure about. And one for sure that I think is a total bust. Um, But we'll jump into that. But yeah, we'll start with, I guess we'll just start with the first pick of the draft. Who do you predict it's going to be? Uh, Cardinals have the pick and yeah, I have two different drafts. This is what I think they should draft. They should go with Nick Bosa, and I believe you yeah. will do that too. Yeah, either Nick Bosa or an offensive tackle. Who will they draft? They'd probably trade back for the offensive tackle. Yeah, that's probably, yeah. Trade back to about six or so. But who will they draft? Kyler Murray. Yeah, and that's a mistake. That's so stupid. Like, but- Josh Rosen's developing, and you're going to trade, you're going to get rid of him. For another young quarterback that's not even a proven commodity. So, I mean... upside about that is if that happens, I do believe Giants will trade pick 17 for Josh Rosen. That would be interesting. Now, I don't have that. Obviously, I don't have that trade mock. Yeah, I don't have have trades in my mock draft either because that's too complicated to try and figure out. But... I do believe that's how the... That's how the um, dominoes will fall. I think that's that would be a mistake if they went after Kyler Murray. Sure, he might be more electric, and he's probably going to put more butts in seats in Arizona. But in my I mean, in my uh, draft my draft board, I actually have Dwayne Haskins above Kyler Murray. I think Dwayne Haskins is better than Kyler Murray. I think I yeah. I think he should have won the Heisman probably, and everyone overlooked him because Kyler Murray and and Tua like those were. All anybody talked about, yeah. No one ever talked about Dwayne Haskins. Next year is going to be Trevor Lawrence and Ta- or Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah. Um. So who? I'm assuming you had Kyler Murray as well. Yeah, I think Kyler Murray's going to go there. I don't. I don't like it. I don't think that. I don't. I hope it works out for him. I guess, but I, it just doesn't make sense to trade a guy you've only had for one season and not even let him develop. 
But when... also being honest, I'm I'm not the highest on Josh. Well, name. no, I don't think he's. I don't think he's gonna be. I mean, we don't know what he's gonna be, but I wasn't hot on him coming into the last draft. It just. No. I just don't know why you would throw that away for another quarterback who you don't even you don't even know. Just because he won the Heisman doesn't mean he's gonna be gonna be good. I mean, yeah, exactly. Um, so since Nick Bosa is not gonna be taken number one, I think he's gonna go two to the 49ers. What do you think? I believe that D line is going to be amazing. Him with yeah. Solomon Thomas if he ever pans out. But the thing is and DeForest Buckner. The thing right. is, though, was like the past four years, the 49ers have went D-line, I'm pretty sure, if this year would happen. Like, every year in that, in those past four years. Except maybe last year. Who'd they take last year? I think they took an offensive tackle. I'm trying to think. Yeah, they took Mike McGlinchey last year in the first round. Yep, you're right. So it's like past five years, four of those five years, they've taken – they had uh, – DeForest Buckner, Solomon Thomas this year would be Nick Bosa if they went that way. They also took Reuben Foster late in the first round a couple years ago, but obviously he's not on the team for for domestic violence issues. <laughs> so um so Nick Bosa to the 49ers. Um three through like ten, I think can kind of go like I think a lot of these players could go to either of these teams that I have here. I'm going Quinn and Williams to the Jets at three. Yep, that's what I have too. Yeah, I think I think I think the Jets can be really I think the Jets can be really nice. Maybe not next year, but like a couple years. Like I think they've got they're set up for a nice like I'm three just, or four year window. I'm just scared. I mean I don't really care, but like I'm scared for the Jets that they might have screwed themselves salary cap wise. And if those signings don't pan out it's going to be rough in the salary. Well, I think Le'Veon's going to pan out because he's he's going to help out Sam Darnold tremendously. I yeah. think if you can give him a running game, it's going to take some pressure off of him, and he's going to be able to thrive because last year he, he was the whole team, and that's why he threw a ton of interceptions because he had to do everything. So, But I think their defense is going to be pretty nice. Yeah. I think their whole team is going to be – Really nice, especially after this draft. Their whole team looks good right now, and I think that they may not be a like a top tier team in the AFC next year, but I think they're set up for a nice window. All I gotta say is watch out, Patriots. The Jets yeah, yeah, because the Jets, Jets are gonna be coming for that AFC East crown, and Tom Brady. I mean, I don't think he's gonna be around until he's forty-five. No. But then again, I wouldn't be surprised. You don't doubt Tom Brady, but so you want to give me the next three picks? Yeah, sure. Uh, Buccaneers. I think they're gonna go. Wait, wait. You you skipped the Raiders at four. Oh, did I? Oh crap! Whoopsie. Uh, Raiders at four. Josh Allen. I think they need an edge rusher to replace Khalil Mack because obviously that's a void. Uh, number five. I think the Buccaneers are going to cut Gerald McCoy because they have no cap space and they wouldn't be able to sign any of their um, draft class unless they free up some money. And cutting him is going to free up like $15 million, and then they're going to draft Rashawn Gary to replace him. And then at number six, the Giants have a clear need at, at quarterback, Dwayne Haskins. 
I can see that. I have Josh Allen at four, but I also have Devin White to the Bucks, linebacker from LSU. He's gonna be so good. I think he. Yeah. I think he's Luke Keekley 2.0. Really? I do. I. What about Leighton Vander Esch? Leighton Vander Esch is Luke Keekley. I'm not playing stereotypes with it. Come on. I'm not saying because he's white that he's Luke Keekley. I'm saying his play style is like Luke Keekley. But Devin White, yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be so good. Patrick I think he's gonna be good too, but I just think okay. But I think I just think they need defensive tackle or some kind of defensive line because I think they're gonna cut McCoy. I can see that. And so you need you need to get somebody to fill that void. I know they have Vita Vea, but Vita that's Vea. all. That was last year though. I mean And they have they have JPP on the edge, but he's not good anymore really my number um, six is Dwayne Haskins yeah I think that's obvious that's obviously assuming that no trades happen because I'm sure there's going to be a trade in the top six somewhere oh for sure because someone's going to have to move up yeah Jets I think are most likely to trade back because there's going to be a fight over Dwayne Haskins between like the Giants maybe Maybe the Broncos, if they want to get a quarterback for the future. Future Dolphins, if they want a quarterback. There'll be a fight over Haskins. Um, the next couple picks. Jaguars need a weapon for Nick Foles because they don't have a lot of receivers. They don't have re- really any tight ends either. But I'm going to go with DK Metcalf to the Jags at 7. His measurables are insane, and he had an insane combine. But he's not a great route runner. So if he can just improve his route running and use his hands when he catches, because that's more important to me than anything, is if you can catch with your hands and if you can run routes. So, But I think the Jags will take him. The Lions have a need at linebacker, in my opinion. Devin White, I have him going there to the Lions. And then the Bills... They need protection for Josh Allen, so I'm ta- I'm giving them Jawan Taylor. So mine are kind of flip flopped. I have Jawan Taylor to the Jags. I can see that too. Montez Sweat to the Lions, of course, and DK Metcalf to the Bills. I feel like once they were out of that whole Antonio Brown fiasco, that okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, still gonna need a playmaker, and DK Metcalf honestly could be the next Julio Jones. Could be, yeah. I mean, with how athletic he is. Just not as good of a route runner. I mean, Julio's not the best route runner in the world either, though. No, but I mean, we'll see how he pans out. But his, he's just an insane athlete, though. Yeah, um, it's crazy. Um, so the Broncos at 10, I think they're going to probably take Drew Locke, quarterback from Missouri. That's, that's exactly what I'm seeing. That's, that's what I'm seeing a lot in a lot of mock drafts and I just feel like they're gonna want to get something for to replace Joe Flacco. Drew Locke, I don't think he's gonna be bad. I I think he's gonna be a, a, a solid like to mid level to me. And I like Ryan Tannehill though. I do like Ryan Tannehill. I think he's good. He just can't stay healthy. I know. But I honestly can see Drew Locke being like a Ryan Tannehill. I feel like Ryan Tannehill's underrated, I think. where'd he go to the Titans? Yeah, they trade him to the Titans, and I think that's probably because Mariota gets hurt all the time, which is kind of ironic because you're trading a you're trading for a quarterback that gets hurt all the time when your quarterback gets hurt all the time. So it's like 
what are you doing? I mean, don't you want someone that can actually stay on the field? But yeah. Um, so what do you got for the next couple picks? Okay. Um, we'll just go three at a time. Bengals, Packers, Dolphins. Bengals, I have Ed Oliver. Yes, I have Ed Oliver as well. Ed That's Oliver, crazy. Huge on. I love I, Ed Oliver. Honestly, I think he should be higher up on these draft boards. Oh, I do too. No, honestly, he can be a number draft. one pick. In my what should happen draft, I am going second overall. Yeah, like I think. Are you like in your what should happen? Do you have Nick Bosa going first? Yes. Okay, that makes sense then. Yeah, I would because Nick Bo I, Nick Bosa at Oliver flip a coin really. Honestly, at Oliver's a little better. In my uh, draft rankings, I have Bosa number one, and I'm pretty sure I have Ed Oliver number two, and then Josh Allen three. Ed Oliver is a little small height wise. He's only like six two, but. He's so fast, he's so strong, and he's such a freaking beast. Oh, I know. I think he's gonna be. I think he's gonna play the edge. Honestly, I don't. He he can. I don't think he's he could probably play linebacker. He could probably play linebacker with how quick he is. Honestly, yeah. I wish he would run the forty though. <laughs> I wish he would. Yeah. But so what do you got? What do you got after the Bengals? Packers. I have taken Rashawn Gary. Okay. Yeah, I had him earlier. Uh, Dolphins and this one's yuck. <laughs> I have Daniel Jones. Oh, I just don't like Daniel. Jones I'd see. I don't like him either. Daniel Jones from Duke. Like I never heard of Daniel Jones until like after the regular season was over, and it reminds me. And we've talked about this before. It reminds me of Paxton Lynch when he came out of Memphis. No one. I never heard a word about him until like the draft, and I'm like. Oh, this guy's like he's like six five, and he or Paxton Lynch actually six seven. He's like six seven. He's got a rocket arm and stuff, and oh, he seems like he could be really good. And then, like he's a straight up bust, and that's what Daniel Jones reminds me of. He's like Paxton Lynch is like a backup quarterback for some team now. He's a backup for the Seahawks, I think. Oh, I God out of Memphis too, but like. And like Duke's not a football school, and neither is Memphis, and like those aren't those schools don't produce great players because it's not a football school. That's a basketball school. So, what's your next? Do you did you fill those out? Um, Dolphins. Um, I know you already mentioned Dolphins, but I don't think they're going to take a quarterback this in this year's draft because I saw I read something that said that they had their eyes on. Tua for next season and they signed Ryan Fitzpatrick for the next two years. So I think they're, I think they're going to keep Fitzpatrick for this year and they're just going to start him. And then they're going to bring in Tua next season and maybe they'll have him sit behind Fitzpatrick or you're just have Fitzpatrick be a backup and be a pretty good backup. Cause he's probably a, one of the better backups in the league. So I don't think they're going to go that route. I could see them going receiver. I think AJ Brown's a possibility because they don't really have any solid receivers, and AJ Brown's probably the best one. I don't know. Um, the Falcons need yeah, a defensive tackle. The Falcons, I think, need a defensive tackle. Falcons. I don't know. Who, I don't know who you had for them, but I think they need something on the defensive line. Greedy Williams, opposite of Desmond Trufant, I think would be solid. Okay, yeah. 
Yeah, I didn't fill in all of these because I know you're the you're the big the big draft guy, but um at 15 though, I had the Redskins taking Daniel Jones because they have Keenum and I don't think Keenum is in their plans long term. I I think Redskins will go for quarterback next year like you said with the uh Dolphins. So I have them building up their O-line for that for him next year at Jonah Williams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what do you have for, I guess, the next couple picks? Because I haven't I, – I didn't fill in really 16 through, like, 20. Okay. So, so you can go ahead and leave the discussion on Panthers. some of those. I have – I don't know how to say his name. Cleland Farrell? Cleland Farrell. Cleland Farrell. I don't really know how to say his name. Giants at 17, if they don't trade it, like I said, I honestly think they're going to trade that pick if they want Josh Rosen. But I have them taking Devin Bush, and that would be so nice okay. defense. Yeah. 18, and like I said, they're, I think the Vikings' D-line's really good, but imagine adding Dexter Lawrence to that. with. See, I don't think Dexter Lawrence is going to be that, that high. Oh, I think yeah. I don't. I think he's gonna fall. I think he's really good, and I think he's a. I think he's a top ten talent, but I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna be that high. Oh, he. I have him. I actually have him later in this draft, and we'll get later in the first round, and we'll get to that. And you might be surprised where I have him. It actually makes a lot of sense, in my opinion. But we'll get there. Nineteen. Um, the Titans. I have Christian Wilkins, who again I think is actually really solid. Yeah. Okay. And twenty, I have the Steelers taking Byron Murphy, who honestly Byron Murphy, yeah, Byron Murphy's one of the best corners corners in this in this draft. He might, I think he's gonna be one of the best players in this draft, to be honest. Yeah, I have I have Byron Murphy going a little later, but I think that definitely works. We need cornerback help. I mean, we signed Stephen Nelson. I say we, not a Steelers fan, right? Wink, wink. Yeah. <laughs> but um, Steelers signed Steven Nelson, who's going to be actually really good opposite of um, Joe Hayden. But the big problem is I think Mike Hilton, I think we have like this exclusive rights tag on him, which he can negotiate with any other team or something. But I have a feeling he's going to sign elsewhere because he's been exploring other deals. And, uh, Mike, Hil- Mike Hilton was so good for us. But I have a bad feeling we're not going to have him anymore. Do you think you're going to cut Joe Hayden? No, we are not going to cut Joe Hayden. He's our best. You don't think so? No way. Because, I mean, he's kind of had injuries. No. He's like played, last season. He's played I mean, I know he's been. Games. Yeah. But I just. Because he's had injury problems in the past and he's not getting any younger. No. This and, I mean, if you're going to take a. If you're going to take a corner. I mean that would be a good replacement, but I guess if you're losing Mike Hilton too, then you need two replacements. So this is his last year. Um, like his deal's up after this year. I think oh, then you're probably yeah. Then I guess it makes sense to just him leave him. Yeah, I guess let him be for now. I guess. But do you have anything else to say? Or you want me to go through twenty-one through whatever? You can. Yeah, you can go ahead, man. It's all all it's you. Fine. The spotlight's on you. I can see this happening, and I really want it to happen. I have Seahawks taking T.J. Hawkinson. Imagine Russell Wilson. Yeah, they need a tight end. Yes. Oh, I love They that. need a tight end. Cause Pass catcher and TJ. Jimmy Graham was never good for them. And after he was gone, they haven't had a tight end with a heartbeat. So who they have? Like 
Oh god, I couldn't. Uh, there was a guy from Ohio State. Oh, I'm trying I know to think you're about. I know who you're talking about. He wasn't like Vanette. Nick Nick Vanette. Yeah, I mean he's he was okay in college, but yeah. So I yeah that definitely makes a lot of sense. That's what I would have put there had I filled it in. I just kind of jumped around for the most part. Um, Ravens. I think they need a receiver. And depending on what's on the board, I think A.J. Brown would be a good fit or maybe even Paris Gamble, who's really speedy. This might be my – this is one of my top five favorite players in the draft, Jeffrey Simmons. And you might be thinking, who the heck is Jeffrey Simmons? Who the heck is Jeffrey Simmons? I'm telling you, he's he's out of Mississippi State. He's going to be a stud. And yeah, he's pretty good. To give him to the Ravens. But, oh, he's going he's gonna to be so good at yeah. Um at 23 Texans, they need some offensive line cuz they gave up so many sacks last year and like the first half of the season Deshaun Watson was hurt. He was hurting really bad. He had broken ribs for like the first I don't know 5 or 6 games of the year. So I have Andre Dillard who's an offensive tackle. Dillard, I think, yeah, I, yeah I, they need yeah i think he's he's pretty solid and they they just need anybody at this point because their offensive line is awful now this might not make sense for the texans but i feel like they're gonna get best player available and that in my opinion would be brian burns he's a he's a mix of a linebacker slash edge rusher and they don't need edge rushing them no they don't because they've got jj and jadavion but they franchise tag jadavion Brian Burns does Brian Burns does good this year. They'll probably let Jadavion walk next year. That's Imagine letting him walk. Oh gosh, how can you let Jadavion Clowney walk? But oh no, I couldn't do that. And, I don't think I could let him walk. But you're gonna have to pay him like twenty two million dollars. It's a lot of money. And if they can bring in a guy like Brian Burns to fill that void, I think they will. Oh That's yikes. Oh, I could. I don't know if I could let him walk though. I think I would bite the bullet and pay him. I can't let him go to another team. That's a lot of money, I know. But he's just so good, and I don't know if I'm gonna. Like, if Brian Burns is really good, if you draft him, then of course I guess you would move off of Jadavion and have the young kid. But that's Jadavion Clowney, though. It would make more sense to take offensive line, but it would the Texans. So, um, next pick, I've it's a fun pick. I would I would actually like to see this happen. The Raiders taking Josh Jacobs. That's exactly what I have. Yes, I would absolutely. Yeah, I. That's exactly what I have because Marshawn Lynch. He's he's old. Not he's not good anymore. Doug Martin is old and is not very good and. He had all their res- solid games last year. And the the rest of their backs are just receiving backs. They're not really like like surefire three down backs. They're just guys you put in on third down who you can throw slip screens to. Like DeAndre Washington and Jalen Richard and stuff. Yeah, they have those guys. No set really um uh running back back there and I really do think Josh Jacobs would fill that void. So at yeah. I have the Eagles taking Deontay Thompson, and I okay. think Deontay Thompson's a 
I, I, uh, yeah, I'd probably say he's the best player on the board. So uh, left, and he's obviously, in my opinion, the best safety in the draft. Yeah, and they Eagles Eagles always struggle with safety, or well, not necessarily safety, but just secondary in general, because mm-hmm. they lost they lost like everybody last year in the secondary to injury. I know they they brought in, but they brought in Sandejo though. I could from the Vikings. Taking, I could see them taking a wide receiver here though, with the loss of Golden Tate, give Carson Wentz another option. I believe that's possible. Wide receiver, I think it would be AJ Brown. So you think AJ Brown could slip that far? Yes, I do believe. Because I I think there's for AJ Brown, I think he's either gonna go to the Ravens at twenty two, or if the Giants don't trade their pick at seventeen, I think the Giants could take AJ Brown. Yeah, because they don't have Odell anymore, so you got to find another young receiver somewhere. Because you can't just throw it to Sterling Shepard and Evan Ingram all day long. And twenty six. Actually, I really do like this guy. I I don't know if he's gonna slip into the first round or not, but I have cornerback to the Colts, Julian Love out of Notre Dame. Oh, I have, see. I have DeAndre Baker here. This is where I have DeAndre Baker. Do I have? Yeah, I do have him in this first round, but. Julian Love, I know he was really big last year. Like last year coming out, he was probably going to be um, like last year coming into this year's draft. He was mm-hmm. one of the top cornerbacks, and I mean, he's still I think a top five, top ten cornerback in this draft. But I probably see him slip into the second round. But I, I have the Colts taking him right here. Yeah, At number twenty-seven. I have the Raiders taking Byron Murphy. So I have Byron Murphy a little lower than you, because mm-hmm. I think they need they need secondary up. Um, I didn't fill it in, but probably they would probably need yeah something in the secondary. So if had I filled it in, probably maybe. I see. I don't have Greedy Williams on here, so probably Greedy Williams. If he slips that far, I don't. Yeah, if he if he slips that far, Greedy Greedy Williams is is really good. I really need to put together a full one. And I can all and I can post it on Twitter or something like that. But and twenty seven, I um the Raiders I think I can't pronounce the name Kaleko Semele or whatever. That oh oh yeah Kaleko Semele yeah he went to the he went Jets, to the Jets I yeah I have them taking Cody Ford who I believe is oh okay yeah Cody Ford's good yeah I believe he's the best interior offensive lineman yeah. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, but the Raiders have a weak secondary as well, so I was, I was thinking more defense. But yeah, that both of those make a lot of sense, and that could go either way. Uh, Chargers, I think this is another possibility of quarterback for Philip to replace Philip Rivers. I think if guys like Daniel Jones or Drew Locke don't go earlier in the first round, the middle of the first round, I think one of those guys could go to the Chargers. But as as far as other positions, they don't really have a ton of need at other positions because they're really talented across the board. I don't know what you think. That's uh, Yeah, they're um, really good across the board, but a linebacker like, or I mean a linebacker, a position like middle linebacker, I feel. <sighs> a linebacker like position, is that what you were going to say? I didn't <laughs> But I have them taking Mac Wilson here. And like I told you earlier, the linebacker core in this draft, outside of those three, Devin Bush, um, Mac Wilson, and Devin White, 
it it just drops from here. So I believe Mac Wilson will go there. If he doesn't go to the Chargers, I think he's gonna drop way down the draft board in the second round. I really don't think he's gonna um I don't think he's gonna go up in the uh, the top of the second round because that's really not much of a need at that at any of those positions. But yeah, yeah. Mac Wilson here at the Chargers. Um, twenty nine. This is the one where I, I I thought this made a lot of sense. Dexter Lawrence, the Chiefs. I I can see that. That would be nice. Uh, that one makes a lot of sense to me because they lost D Ford, but D Ford was he was an edge rusher. But like they just don't have a great In- defensive line. Like interior D line is not great for them, and I just think that makes a lot of sense. And I think Dexter Lawrence can fall that far. I really do. Opposite of the trend, I believe I have them taking Andre Dillard, put him opposite of Eric Fisher, and give and they want they want to protect um Patrick Mahomes at all costs. So I think they're gonna invest in a good offensive line so they can keep Mahomes as healthy as possible for the years to come. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, what do you got to round out the f- the rest of the first round? Packers, Rams, Patriots, nothing too fancy, but I mean, the Packers. I have them taking Marquise Brown. Give okay. Give Rogers a nice deep threat up on our <laughs> opposite of Devontae Adams. I have the Rams taking DeAndre Baker because keep Tlaib's not getting any younger, and add another playmaker. I mean, Marcus Peters. I don't really think Marcus Peters is that good anymore. No, he's not. He's just a head case, really. And I have the Patriots taking Noah Fant. Yes, I have the Patriots taking Noah Fant. I'm trying to think off the top of my head. That defensive tackle for the for Ohio State. Draymond Jones. Draymond Jones, I think I, to the Rams. Draymond I think Rams. I think he can I think he's gonna go to the Rams at thirty one. Um because they're not gonna re sign Ndamuk and Sue and they're probably gonna wanna put someone on the interior with Aaron Donald. I'm high on him as well. So I think Draymond Jones could very easily go there. And then Packers could also use a tight end. See, that's what I was thinking too, but Rodgers never really utilized this. That's defense. fair. Yeah, that's also yeah, that's also a good point. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. He never cuz Jim cuz Jimmy Graham could have been like I thought Jimmy Graham was going to be like really good in fantasy, fantasy football. And like he had a couple decent games, but Aaron Rodgers never does use his tight ends that much. So I they're going to Unless it's unless it's against the Cowboys in a playoff game <laughs> down the sideline. People probably have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm just a salty salty fan. But it's pretty exciting. So what did you say? The 25th of April? That's when the draft's... 27th. Yeah, so that's going to be pretty exciting. And I got to make a make a mock. full a full mock cuz I have like 20 of the, like the 32 picks filled in. So I've got to fill those in. And then you can always send me yours as well, and I can post both of them on Twitter. So all right, I want to give yeah. you because I have my um, uh, draft board. I want to give you my sleepers at each position real quick. All right, cool. Quarterback, I and this was hard to pick out, but like I'm talking like outside the top five, really, because mm-hmm. I'm not gonna call D 
Daniel Jones a sleeper, but I think Easton Stick out of North North Dakota State is a real sleeper in this draft. I can, hey, isn't North Dakota State where Carson Wentz went? Yes. Exactly. So place and he'll probably be like a third day pick. I could see him going to a New Orleans or a New Orleans, a um, New England Patriots. I mean, New Orleans I could actually see too, but I mean they just signed Teddy Bridgewater. But I honestly, I'm actually really high on Easton Stick. What about a guy like Will Greer? Where do you think he would go? Will Greer mid round probably. I think, I think I actually have him rated as a fourth or fifth round pick. I could see him going to maybe like a Cleveland. Like they're they're sitting in the fifth round. They're like, yeah, we can we need something. We need a because I mean, yeah, because I don't know if do they still have Tyrod no, the Browns? I don't. Did think they so. cut him? Tyrod, I think, signed with the Chargers. Did he? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. How did I miss this? I'm pretty sure he signed with the Chargers. Tyrod Taylor. I'm looking this up real quick because I'm curious. Tyrod Taylor. Because I was expecting him to be on the market. And I guess I just missed it. Yeah, he is with the Los Angeles Chargers. Huh. So then I guess the Chargers don't need to draft a quarterback then in the first round. I mean... Because Tyra Taylor's still young. He's not there. I mean, he's not a future, but I mean, he's someone that you could have for one or two years before you get a guy. I could still see them taking quarterback. I don't think Tyrod's all that great anymore. His, I mean, he was horrible last year. Yeah, I guess. But, I mean, he led the Bills to the playoffs two years ago. So my sleeper for running back is, and I think he's going to be really good, Mike Weber out of Oxford. Yes, absolutely. I, I really love Mike Weber. Yes. Someone else who I really like, too, is Miles Gaskin. Yeah. I mean, I, I think this is a pretty deep draft across, like, pretty much, like, a lot of positions. Positions that are... A lot of positions are really deep, and you can find some some nice players. Mike Weber, I have him projected second or third. I, I think that leans towards more of the third-round pick. And I could see a team like uh, Jaguars taking them, maybe the Steelers. I mean, someone who doesn't necessarily need a running back but could maybe wants to set a new tandem up, like Leonard Fournette and Mike Weber. That'd be a really good tandem. Yeah, that James would Conner, be. Mike Weber. Even someone like the Cowboys, Zeke Elliott and Mike Weber. I think the Cowboys do have a need at running back, actually, because – Zeke close to the end of the year was he was kind of hobbled a little bit and Rod Smith is just not a viable option. I mean he can burst a little bit, but they need they need a receiving back really, someone that can kind of take some pressure off Zeke because Zeke was really doing it all last year. A guy I think is actually going to be a really good sleeper. I don't know what round, probably in the second or third round he's going to go. Debo Samuel, ah uh, wide receiver. Yeah. He's from South Carolina, so I think he's really fast and he runs really good routes, and he's great in yards after a catch. So that'll help the yak <laughs> for so some team. My sleeper wide receiver is, and I have him projected like the third or fourth round. JJ Arcega, wide side. I uh, yeah, I saw that. Uh, yeah, I saw him as well. I think he's going to be really good. I. I again, I have him like third or fourth round, but he can honestly go as high as the second round. Yeah, 
Um, let's see. I'm just looking around here. I'm just looking at a mock draft, like a full seven rounder, just to see if it, what names I can see that I've, uh, that I've thought pretty highly of. I just passed one. Where, where, oh, Amani Hooker, the safety from Iowa. Yeah, I really like him. Really athletic. He's he's pretty athletic. He's got and and he's pretty instinctive as well. I like him. Um I'm not gonna give you He's probably he's probably gonna be a third or fourth round pick, in my opinion. Honestly, tight end I really don't have any sleepers. Offensive line I don't really have any sleepers. Oh, I saw another tight end as well that I was gonna bring up. I forget I forget who I saw. Earth's Oh no. Jay Sternberger. Nope. Josh Oliver, Caleb Wilson, Isaac Nota, Dawson Knox. Um, Irvin Smith Jr. Or Irv Smith Jr. Not Irvin. Irv Smith Jr. from Alabama. He's pretty athletic, so. I see him going to the. And I actually had this in a, one of my first mock drafts I made to the Jaguars in the second yep. round. Yep. Yeah, that's what I think. I don't know about second round. Maybe second or third. Yeah, so. I have him going high in the second round, yeah. But um Edge Jokai Polite, I actually like really much. I think he's out of Florida and I have him going high second round and I think he's gonna be really good. I could see him going to a team like the Giants maybe early in the second. Yeah. Same with uh Chase Winovich out of Michigan. He's going to be really good as well. Yeah, Chase Winovich is really good, actually. I really do like Chase Winovich. I don't like Michigan, but I like Chase Winovich. He's pretty good. The Steelers have actually been in like really good contact with him. Yeah. Uh, this, this is going to be a really good draft. It's really deep, and this is probably as deep a draft as I can remember. Now the cornerbacks. Cornerbacks are really deep. I think one through seven. I'm just going to give him one through seven. Grady Williams, one. Byron Murphy, two. DeAndre Baker, three. Julian Love, four. Rock Yasin, five. Amani Aruarue, or whatever. That's a tongue twister. I think those one through seven will all go in the first and second round. And I think my favorite out of that is honestly, besides Byron Murphy, but Rock Yasin, I think he's going to be really good as well. He might even slip into the first round. He's I, from Temple, right? Yes. I yeah. projected him in my first one. I think I have him to the Patriots at 32. And, I mean, I could honestly see that happen still with the Nina corner. They need that. Yeah. I mean, he's a he's a pretty good press coverage corner. So. And, again, at safety, I'm not really huge on the safety, but. Like you said, um, Amani Hooker, he's really good. Taylor Rapp's pretty solid. I like Darnell Savage and Marvell Tell. Marvell Tell's out of uh, USC. He used to be, I'm not going to say he used to be really good, but like, he was actually really solid a couple years ago. And he's kind of had a down year this year, but I think he'll thrive at that safety position in the NFL. I could see him going in like probably day three, though. That's the problem. Did you mention Jonathan Abram from Mississippi State? I don't know if you mentioned him earlier. I feel like you did. No, but he's actually number five for me. Yeah, I like him. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's really good, too. 
Some even have him projected in the first round. I don't see that. I see that more of like a day two, second or third. Same with him and Jonathan Abraham. Monty Hooker might even slip into the first round, along with Taylor Rapp. Let's see. I'm just trying to see what other names we have. Did you say Darnell Savage as well? Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, he's from Maryland. I like him. And so this mock draft on CBS actually has him going to the Cowboys. That would be pretty dope, but we already got George Iloka, so. No need. But, I mean, if it's a late round, like, third, fourth, fifth round pick, then. Why not, right? Um. Yeah, I mean. Um. Riley Ridley, that's another receiver that could be pretty. Riley Ridley. Pretty, like, a, a good sleeper pick. Riley Ridley, I'm honestly, I don't know. I'm kind of iffy on him. I have him headed into the third round, like a third round grade, but might even be uh, fall, or fall, fall farther than that, to be honest. Kendall Sheffield. Paris Campbell. Kendall Sheffield out of a high school. corner. Yeah, I'm just Sheffield. I'm just saying random names at this point. I'm just, just when I see some guys. Oh, at defensive tackle, Dontavious Russell from Auburn. I really like him. He's probably a fourth or fifth round pick in my eyes, but I like Dontavious Russell a lot. I like um, Jerry Tillery and Zach Allen as well. They're those guys are probably day two guys again, probably around three, maybe even slip into four on day three. But well, yeah, I'd listen for those names in the future. What about Benny Snell, Benny running Snell. back from Kentucky? Don't you don't like Benny Snell? I don't. Why not? He's uh, he's not even ranked in my top ten. Really? A horrible combine. His did he? I I didn't pay attention to forty. I think was like running backs that much, but honest. was it? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but could have had a bad, bad race, you know. That happens. Did I get? We had we had bad races in track in high school. Damon Singletary, people used to be really high on him out of FAU. He again, another person who had a really bad combine. I have him listed eight, my running back. I think he might be a sleeper though. He'll probably slip in the third or fourth round. I have him. He's. I'm not gonna say he's built like a Leonard Fournette, but like I can, I think he can have a similar skill set to a Leonard Fournette. Not necessarily the fastest in the world, but he'll run you over. And he yeah. at FAU, I think he had 20 some touchdowns not last season, but the season before. So he's gonna get in the end zone. Um, I, I saw this corner here. I'm not sure if you mentioned him or not in your rankings, but Ken Webster from Ole Miss. I did. You didn't mention him. I like him as well. I think he's – if you can get him like in the fifth round or something like that, fourth round, around in that range, I think that would be a nice pick. He might even fall farther than that, honestly. I mean, obviously this is all just mock, so we don't really know, but – I'll probably continue to make mocks up until draft day. Oh, yeah. What was that one app that we used? Uh, it was, I actually have it, Mockout. Mockout, yeah. We got to download that again and get, or you still have it? Yeah, I still have it. Or like you re-downloaded it or whatever? Yeah, I already made a couple on here. Um, oh, a nice little slot receiver, Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro. From Clemson. Out of Clemson. I also really like Anthony Johnson out of Buffalo. Yes. Yes. 
I remember him on Madden. He was like a star, star development if you drafted him. Yeah, he was always like a uh, third round pick. Also, I remember. That. I know. Yeah, that's. Pr- I I can't think of really any other names in my in my mind that stick out. Really, that would that stick out as guys that can be pretty good. But it seems like a really deep draft, and it seems like I think it is. You can get some good players like really late. I think, yeah, I think this is the draft to have that draft capital, not necessarily the top pick in the draft, but like to have a having a lot of picks fourth, yeah, having a lot, yeah. And I think um, going to help those teams that one more name, one more name. I'm not sure if you mentioned him because I know you mentioned some guys from Florida, CC Jefferson, edge rusher. Uh huh. You haven't, you didn't mention him. I, I've heard his name a lot. Uh, he's projected sixth round in this draft, but I mean, there's a lot of edge rushers in this draft. It's pretty deep, so yeah, that's we're gonna have a good draft, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be a really good draft. And I'm actually, I'm like, like I stopped paying attention to the draft like once it, like I pay attention to it, but like I'm not like super locked in, like through day two and day three. I love it, but like. I think this year I'm going to be super, super locked in. Uh, first, uh, day one, obviously, I am locked in, locked and loaded. Even day two. Day two with the second and third. Yeah, round. day day two. Yeah, I, I watch a little bit. I kind of just follow it on my phone. I mean, I'm not really too right. invested as much, but day one and two, yeah, I absolutely love. Yeah, so sh- sure to be good. Juju. In the second round, I was so mad. I'm like, I, you were like, why? I, we have AB. <laughs> I wanted, uh, what's his name? Out of Colorado? Chidobe. Chidobe. Yeah, the Cowboys have Chidobe. Chidobe, he's good. That yeah, one of the best drafts we've ever had in the past. Yeah, years. and this past year, I wanted the Cowboys to take like either Calvin Ridley or DJ Moore or somebody. And we took Leighton Vander Esch, and I was like, "What, really?" And then Leighton Vander Esch turned out to be a freaking beast. Honestly, and Ridley's not even like Ridley's good, but like he wasn't the superstar that people thought he was gonna be. Uh, Michael Gallup out of it too. Yeah, Michael Gallup in the what third or fourth round, who's probably every bit as as good. I mean, Um, maybe that's probably not right. He's probably not as good as Calvin Ridley, but still, he's still pretty decent. But yeah, our draft that year was first round, um, TJ Watt. I wanted TJ so bad, TJ and we took Taco. In two years, Juju, and Juju had 1,500 yards last year with 112 catches, and James Conner in the third. So yeah, that was a really good draft on our part. Yeah, the Cowboys, they took Connor Williams. In the second round, they could have literally traded for Earl Thomas with that pick. Just straight up second round pick. That's all they wanted. And Jerry was too stubborn. And now we're we don't we're Earl Thomasless now after free agency. <laughs> and we and we're stuck with we're stuck with an offensive lineman who didn't even start after midway through the season. 
So you move him to guard, wasn't he like a tackle coming? He was a car. He was a tackle, and we moved him to guard because he's got shorter arms. Mm-hmm. So we moved him to the interior, and he sucks. <laughs> Honestly, and like Lyle Collins, he plays right tackle, but he was a guard coming out of LSU. Yeah. So I think we should just move Lyle back to left guard, and then put Connor Williams at right tackle. And just see how that works. That way they're both back at their original, their traditional, yeah, their traditional positions. And just see how that works. Can't be any worse. Yeah. I mean, might as well try it and put them in their, in the positions they're comfortable with. I, I think I saw something though, that like the Cowboys actually like all of their offensive linemen practice all positions. I could see that. Yeah. Like they do it interchangeably. So that way if like injury occurs and they've got to move, because I think Connor Williams moved from left guard to right guard one game, like in the middle of the game. And so like, you kind of have to know both sides of the formation and what each position is supposed to do for every play and stuff. But yeah, that's smart on their part. Steelers still the best of the line in football, but I don't know about that. That's a good offensive line. I don't know if it's the best. Ramon Foster must've took a, a discount because like you'll look on Madden and the Steelers O line's not gonna be all these ninety overalls, but <coughs> like on the field they're so good. I mean look what they did with obviously Le'Veon's good, but I mean they made Jalen Samuels look really good this year. They made obviously James Connor look really good this year. Yeah. I mean yeah, so sure to be an exciting draft next month. All right, so you mentioned a hometown discount, and so I want to shift gears over to baseball and get your thoughts on on that Mike Trout deal with the LA Angels, that, that big old discount, because he, he sure did take a discount from that team. Oh, I know. He really did when you think about it. Like The amount of money Mike Trout's actually worth – and the amount of money that they actually gave him is like astonishing. I, I believe Mike Trout's worth every bit of fifty million dollars per year. And I think I mean probably, yeah. I think he's gonna go down as the best player to ever play the game, to be honest. Really? I yeah. Because I, I brought I mentioned it in my last episode that I mean he's clearly the best player in the league right now. Best player of his generation, and he's you could argue right now one of the best players of all time. And, I mean, he's only, what, 27? 27, yep. Yeah, so, I mean, he is a beast. And, obviously, I was joking about a discount because that's obviously a lot of money and that's the biggest deal in, and, ML, in MLB history. I think it's pro sports. And, in, and pro sports history, yeah. So, baseball. I mean, forget ML. Baseball has I, contracts anyway because they have no salary cap. Yeah, there's yeah, there's no cap. It's just whatever owners want to wanna pay however much money they have. But, I mean, you could argue that Mike Trout is worth... So, wait, if he gets paid... You said $50 million a year. If you Would you still do 12 years? So, times that by 12, what do you what are you getting there? 600. Like, <laughs> 50 times 12, yeah. $600 million, geez. I mean, I, you could argue he's probably even worth... You could argue he's worth more than that. He's worth so much money. 
They were talking about a lifetime contract with the Angels. A lifetime? I swear, a lifetime. What do you mean lifetime? Like, like that doesn't make any sense. You retire. Oh, okay. Not like, you know what I mean. Like, so like, like that was. Uh, so just he signs a deal and like he he'll just make so much money per year until he retires. So it's there's no set year. Okay. Because like, aren't there still players? In the MLB, I think there's a, a couple that may have died, but like they're still getting paid. Bobby Bonilla, yeah, that was there's... that was funny. They um they gave him like uh, I can't remember what it was, but they didn't want to give him the money up front, so he took the alternative, and that was to pay him over a set amount of years. So every July first is Bobby Bonilla Day, and he gets one million dollars from the New York Mets. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Because uh, is there any other players that have contracts like that? Uh, not that are just know of. like severely, like loaded up on the back end. Wasn't there a couple NBA players that have that? I can't think off the top of my head. I feel like but... a couple NBA players who are still getting paid. But that's what sometimes they'll do in the MLB. Is they'll just say you know we'll pay you this certain amount of money because like up front the money wasn't necessarily that much but i guess at the time they didn't want to pay it so they said we'll give you this amount of money over the next so many years and it wasn't like this all-star player or anything right didn't alex rodriguez have a similar contract where he got paid a lot but they wanted to put it all in the back end yeah they they a lot of the times they'll do is they'll back in those deals so they can like afford the amount of free agents that they want to like sign at the time. So like for um, Bryce Harper's, his, I think is, Oh God, I think it's on the back end. So he's not necessarily getting as much money these next couple years. So they can go after so many free agents, but towards the end of his deal, he'll start getting paid more. And a lot of times they front load deals because towards the end of your career, you're not as good anymore. So you'll be getting paid less as that time comes. So like, if you sign a ten-year, three hundred million dollar deal, they'll pay you forty million for the first five years, because they believe you're worth forty million in this five, first five years. And then this final five years, they'll only pay you twenty million because right. you're older and you're not necessarily as good. Right, that makes sense. They front load and back load. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, so if you think Mike Trout is worth 500 plus million dollars, $600 million, what about Bryce Harper and Manny Machado? what do you think of those deals earlier on in free agency? I'm, I, I don't know if I really, I mean, he's only making, he's only making 25. Some might even argue that's too much. Really? You think that's too much for Bryce Harper? I know he's already injured. He took a pitch to the ankle or something like that, but I mean, that's. That's not anything you can control, but Machado. I I actually like the Manny Machado deal. I like the deal because even though I don't think he's better than Bryce Harper, but like the San Diego Padres, they're kind of like the third wheel in. But the thing is, California that kind of doesn't make sense because they have the San Diego Padres are one of the best like prospect teams. They have farm system teams, yeah. Systems. They'll pro- what's probably going to happen is they're going to move Machado back to third base 
because they have Fernando Tatis Jr., who's uh, number two prospect in baseball, and he's a shortstop. Yeah, shortstop. And they have, I think his name is, oh, God, I forget it, Luis something. Luis, uh, he's a second baseman. He's another one of the top prospects in all of baseball. So it's looking really good in um, San Diego. And honestly, next three years, I truly think they're going to be contending for a World Series. Really? Yes. You think so? For sure. Really? I mean, because I thought of I thought that deal. Like, obviously, Manny Machado is gonna he's he's gonna help that team win more games. But I thought it was more of a marketing thing. No, in my opinion, because well, if you think about it, if you think about it, the the LA Dodgers run California, and plus you have the Angels who have the best player in baseball signed for the next thirteen years or twelve years. So it's kind of like the Padres are just kind of the overlooked team that no one really cares about but if you have Manny Machado you can you can fill up the seats you're going to put you know thousands of more fans in those seats and you're going to sell a lot more tickets and that owner is going to make a lot more money and then they can sign more free agents in the future Padres so system is I would have them number three I'd have the um obviously the White Sox first and then probably the Braves second but number three like the amount of pitching talent in the minors that they have is like <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. Like, next five years, their pitching rotation, in my opinion, is going to be one of the best in baseball. They're going to have um, one one of the best infields in all of baseball, if not the best infield of all of baseball, because they also have Eric Hosmer over at first base. Who's, yeah, he had a kind of a down year this year, but I think he'll bounce back. Their outfield's kind of eh, iffy. They're probably going to have to sign a couple free agents there. But, yeah, in my opinion, they're going to be one of the best teams in baseball the next five years. Because I, when I first saw that deal, I was just initial reaction. I was just thinking marketing because the Padres right now aren't a great team. And, you know, they take that backseat to the Angels and the Dodgers. So if you can put butts in seats, fill up the stands – you make a lot more money and then you, the owner's going to have a lot more money to pay players and then that would make their team better. But also I don't really I'm not a huge baseball guy so I don't pay attention to the farm systems as much. Yeah. So obviously I didn't know that like they have great pitching talent in the minors and stuff like that and that they have you know a top 5 farm system farm system in in the league but no. That was just my takeaway from it just initially. So, um, I I still think it's the Dodgers division. I mean, because that division consists of the Rockies, Diamondbacks, Giants, Padres, Dodgers. I think the Dodgers are still going to win that division for the next three years. But probably I'm telling you, there are the Diamond or the Padres are probably going to be second this year. Cause the Give them a wild card spot, maybe? It honestly might. Diamondbacks just traded Paul Goldschmidt, which is stupid. Don't even get me started on that. Rockies, yeah, their pitching rotation is not very good. Outside of Nolan Arenado, they're hitting, and Charlie Blackman, their hitting is really not that great either. Giants have been on a downward spiral ever since um, they got rid of Tim, Lim- Tim Lincecum, to be honest. Yeah, Lincecum used to be really good. He was probably the best pitcher in the league. I'd probably trade Madison Bumgarner if I were them. And 
Yeah, and the Dodgers are still the Dodgers, and they're going to continue to be the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah. So do you think Bryce Harper and Philly changes anything in the NL East? NL East, yes. I do believe Philly's going to probably be a wild card team. I still have the Braves. Oh, so you have the Braves winning the division still? East. I'd probably have... Yeah, because the Mar- the Marlins obviously are out of it. Marlins are horrible. Mets horrible. Nationals are obviously a lot worse now. <laughs> Nationals actually aren't too bad. They just, they signed Patrick Corbin, a really good pitcher. Their pitching rotation is still going to be one of the best in the in baseball. Always has been. Because if you have Max Scherzer, you're okay. Yeah, definitely. Pitching's always going to be really good. But honestly, the acquisitions that the Phillies made this season. Like this off season, their lineup's gonna be amazing. Because I was I was thinking that the Phillies would be would probably win the division, and then the Braves would would be right behind. Because the Phillies were right there last year with the Braves until the last twenty or thirty games. So if you had Bryce Harper and they added McCutcheon and stuff, I think that Problem. they're gonna be a lot better and make a better push. Is outside of Aaron Nola, there's really not much left. And they just traded their best prospect they have in Sixto Sanchez. But they acquired a really good catcher for it in JT Real Muto. Yeah. Probably outside of that, their lineup's going to look amazing. Probably probably the best in baseball, but I don't think their pitching rotation is going to keep up with them. Yeah. Um, and then I saw this the other day, and I just scrolling through some stuff on Bleacher Report. Uh, Dallas Keuchel still hasn't been signed. Or at least not to my knowledge, and he's a he's he's a nice starting pitcher. So, what are your thoughts on where he could potentially go? Well, because I mean, opening day is coming up soon, and he may not even be on a roster. That's the yeah. no one wants to give him that kind of money because everyone. Well, what's he asking for? I around fifteen a year, twenty a year. Former Cy Young. And I think he's worth fifteen to twenty million a year, unless he's asking for more than that. I mean, I'm not really sure. Last I checked, it's around twenty a year. But all of the pitchers are gone in free agency. He's literally the last one left. Gio Gonzalez just got a minor league deal, and I, I really don't think um, Keiko will settle for a minor league deal. But he might have to sign a one year prove it deal. So like he'll take a one year ten million dollar deal with say the Braves, which would honestly be really good. Fit. I saw the Braves were actually interested. I so I, I would take it because Braves. I don't like. I'm I'm a Braves fan. I'm not. I don't like our pitching. Yeah, I just don't like it. Will in the next few years because the Braves again. How I said they have one of the best. Yeah, but I mean just the the guys that they have. They're pitching on the minors on the major the main in the majors. I don't like their pitchers in the majors though like like Tehran is supposed to be our ace and he just sucks I just don't like him that much he's supposed to be our best guy I like Tehran Fulton, Tehran that much either. uh Fultonewitz he's okay or Fultonevich yeah I always say his name wrong it's a W but it's pronounced V that's weird yeah you, I always get those wrong like Soroka who's gonna be really good Ian Anderson a lot of those minor leaguers I'm telling you, next couple of years, Braves are probably going to be the best team in baseball in the next three years. Them and the really, I'm telling you, 
Because you already have Ronald Acuna, Ozzy Albies. Ronald Acuna is a freaking man. He's a beast. Pro- He's like 20 years old. only problem is you're getting Freddie Freeman outside of his prime. I know. I wish yeah. the, the timing. Later. Yeah, the time. The timing is a little off, but as far as Freddie Freeman goes. but Dansby Swanson's, I think, some problems, too. I don't really think Dansby. You don't like Dansby? No. I didn't like him coming out of the draft, either. I think he's all right. I mean, um, oh, I had, I just had someone in my mind, someone that I didn't really, that I don't like that much. The Braves. Yeah. Camargo. He, not. Oh yeah, Camargo. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, like Camargo. Camargo that much. No, not that much. No. Third baseman. I really. Yeah, I don't like, I don't like Camargo that much. I do like Charlie Culberson, but I don't know if we still have him or not. He was an old one. He he's old, yeah, but I mean he was actually solid. Ender Enciarte is really good too. Charlie Culberson, he is, yeah, he's still on the Braves. I wasn't sure if we still had him or not. He's that guy who can play everywhere. You'll have him in the outfield one day, and then he'll play third base. He can play second. He's one of those guys that can do everything. Yeah. So that's really good. That's I think that's something every team needs to have. One of those super utility players. Right. Pirates have had a super utility player every year. It's Adam Fraser this year. It used to be Josh Harrison. It was Sean Rodriguez. Ever since I could remember, the Pirates have had a super utility player. He'll play right field, center field, second base, shortstop. That's just something I think every team needs to have. So do you have a an early World Series prediction? Just because we've got opening day coming up. God. Um... I'm gonna... It's obviously way too early to ask this. But... I honestly, it's probably going to be Dodgers and Red Sox again, in my opinion. Really? You think so? They're, they're getting. Corey I do like. I think the Red Sox. Yeah. They're getting Corey Seager back. Justin Turner hasn't missed a step. Um, you have Cody Bellinger out there. Their starting rotation is still amazing, and I think the Red Sox are still the best team in baseball. They just inked Chris Sale to a deal too. Did they? Was David Price locked in long term? Yes, he is locked in long term. He is? Okay, I wasn't sure if he was locked in long term as well. David Price isn't what he yeah. used to be, though. No, I mean, he was good in the World Series, though. Yes, he was very good. They inked, uh, what's his name, the World Series MVP. I can't even think of his name. Oh, gosh, I know his name. Like the Pirates. It's funny thing. Pierce. Stephen Pierce. Yeah, he used to be. Uh, yeah, Stephen Pierce. The Pirates. Yeah, he was amazing in the world series yeah so shift gears now it's one word comes to mind when it's march and that's madness so what a obviously all the brackets are actually busted now i got a notification earlier that the final perfect bracket um was busted after purdue defeated uh villanova oh man i just saw auburn absolutely clobber kansas yeah, so um, I don't even think I have a favorite so, team right now. Like it was Murray Well Murray State's out. Murray State was my favorite, yeah, and then they got knocked out. But that I I I got that one right though. You had them losing? I well, not that game. I had them going to the Sweet Sixteen and then losing. But they were my they were my Cinderella. I'm rooting for Buffalo. 
I don't know. Let's see. Who's in the Sweet 16 now? I'm probably rooting for Auburn, honestly, because they were a team that I liked initially as well, just looking at it. I wouldn't mind Auburn. But I don't think anyone's stopping Duke. I I, I really don't think so. At all. I don't think anyone's stopping Duke. The only team that I think can stop Duke is North Carolina, and that would be in the national championship. Like I just don't think they. I just don't think any team has a chance. Who do they play? They play. Duke plays um, UCF. Put yeah. the whooping on VCU though. So I'm rooting for Liberty. Yep, that's a 12 seed. I'm rooting for Liberty. Um. What about UC Irvin? The Oregon. UC, UC Irvin. UC Irvin. Yeah. UC Irvin. They're third. 13 seed versus a 12 seed? Has that even ever happened before? I love that. I love when the lower seeds win. Ohio State's an 11 seed. They play Houston. Ohio State could probably make it for it, too. See, I thought Ohio State was going to get knocked out in the first round. I actually had predicted them to win in a lot of my brackets. I think I I like I had a bracket or a couple brackets with them winning the fir- like in the first round, but I just didn't think they would go far. And I don't, I don't. Who do they play next? Houston. Yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't know if they're beating Houston, but no, uh, Houston. I don't know. They might actually. I don't. I'm not really too high on Houston. I don't know. I think so. Who's leading our tournament challenge bracket? Because I created one for the Will Ford show. Yeah, Kristen, your girlfriend's winning the. The bracket. Florida That's... winning it all, and they lost, so. Okay, which, I mean, and her bracket is 60% perfect, too, which means that ours, like, really suck. Oh, yeah, our brackets are. Brett's is oh. 30%. Mine's in second. But your uh, North Carolina one was bad. So oh, bad. I know. That yes, I your sleeper one, I think. She had, like, Syracuse in the championship or something. Yeah, I did. My first one. Is thirty eight percent perfect. My Tennessee one, I was really high on that bracket too. I mean, I still have. Yikers, man! Today, except for Marquette, I had Marquette going far. Yeah. Dang, Kristen had can't Auburn win. Yeah, there's no one's ever gonna have a a perfect bracket ever. There's no way. I uh, what what's the farthest anyone has gone? What do you mean? Like what's the farthest someone went oh, like in the tournament being perfect? I feel like one year. Cuz I rem- I remember one year. I remember one year I think someone got through the sweet 16 and they actually like had the person call into like ESPN and they talked to him and like they were asking about like how like he did it or whatever and he was just like I don't know. Like it really is. You can't you could do all the research in the world, and it wouldn't help. It really. Wouldn't. You could be a you could be a psychic, and I don't even think a psychic could predict it. It's like, like one in, it's, I think I looked it up. One in nine point two quintillion. Yeah. Let's see. I'm just, I'm just gonna look it up because I'm curious. It probably won't turn up anything. Who has gone the farthest? No, that's probably not a good question. Um. 
best March Madness bracket, I guess. The longest we believe uh, brackets ever stayed perfect is... Um, this person only teams. missed one or two teams, I think. And it's one, two games. Um, the longest perfect bracket streak we had tracked was 36. And this guy named Brad Binder went 36 for 36 to start the tournament. That is That's crazy. insane. That's absolutely that was in that was in 2014. In 2016, someone went 25 games to start the tournament. Don't you, aren't, don't you just think sometimes like, why didn't I pick them? What the heck? Yeah, you're like, oh, I should have had yeah. that. 2017, someone went, someone on Yahoo went 37. That's what's reported, anyways. 39. Wait, who had 39? Someone had 39. Uh, I don't know. 39, I think, is the highest that's ever been reported. So 39 games, how far does that get you? How does that, how far does that get you? That would get you to, I think, the Sweet 16, like halfway through. Halfway through the Sweet 16? That's nuts. That's unbelievable. Wouldn't you be just like so mad? After oh, that. I'd be furious. Like, you'd be so nervous watching every so game. So scared to watch every game, yeah. The best I ever did was I made it all the way through the first round except for one game in eighth grade. Last year, I think I went only three games in the first round. And, like, out of, like, a – I think it was, like, a 500-person. Like, I just throw my bracket in random – Right. Out of like 500, I was like top 10 for a little bit, and then that just gradually went down, went down, because, yeah. I think I my bracket that year was one of only like a couple hundred perfect brackets left until the Duke-Mercer game, and then it like it killed everybody. Yeah. So, national championship, who you got? Because I got Duke. I think I. I think Duke and UNC. Yeah, Duke, North Carolina is my guess. And then Duke champion, in my Who opinion. Who do you want to see in the national championship? Well, obviously, I guess Ohio State. I suppose because it's just. I guess that's my favorite team. I suppose I'm not really a college basketball like fan. Yeah. I mean, I don't like watch it. In, like I only watch it when it's March Madness. But since. You know, from Ohio, and I like Ohio State football and stuff. I guess I would root for Ohio State. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing like a Michigan State, Auburn, just like some random. Auburn, yeah, I think Auburn would be actually really cool. But hey, they. Can't. I think they play North Carolina next too, but that's that's gonna be rough. Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a rough one. I was yeah, really pulling but... for Wofford. Yeah, that one guy who broke the record. Every single... He went over twelve the next game. Like that's got to be the worst ever. But that's how that's how it would go though. How why would it go any other way? For real. That's crazy. But 
I I I don't know. I, we've had a pretty good pretty good episode here. We've been we've been going for a while. I don't know if is there anything else uh, nothing, uh, sticking out in your mind that you will be the show. You want to get off your chest? Maybe the show comes out Tuesday, so yay! I'm living for that this week after my, all my exams. I don't even have time to play video games ever. It feels like I haven't touched it in probably a week or two. Probably, yeah. Honestly, I've I just I feel like the weekends go by so fast, and then we're back in school again, and we never do anything. So, but thanks for coming on, man. This is awesome. Got to talk a lot of great draft stuff and great MLB and some March Madness talk. Sure, man. Yeah, we've got to got to get you back on here again soon and we'll probably yeah probably closer to the draft and that way we can get a an updated mock draft for the first round maybe we can do some more sleeper players that are not necessarily like every sleeper player we can think of but some like really notable ones yeah but but yeah so what so you got to plug the twitter you got to plug your twitter because people got to follow you you know so that way Abel twenty isn't that what it is? Abel Abel underscore twenty A B E L L underscore two zero. You gotta follow him. Follow him to uh, follow my man's Abel. And, Good clout, baby. Yeah, and then I'll actually I'll make sure you uh you just gotta like send me some kind of picture of your mock of your mock draft and i can put that out on twitter as well and get you some, yeah i'll send it to you i got some recognition as well docs i yeah, gotta so. it up though yeah yeah i gotta do mine as well because i got a lot of holes in mine because <laughs> i was just going rough but um and then you can follow my not my personal well i guess you can follow my personal one at wp ford uh and then at the Will Ford Show as well on Twitter to get some sports content. I, I don't know. Should I merge those accounts and just do everything on one? I don't know. I feel like I've – I think i got to keep it separate, yeah. So you can follow both of those and follow Abel on Twitter as well. And also check me out on YouTube. I do videos for each episode. didn't do a video for this one because um, I'm not really sure how to do that for a Skype call because uh, I'm not technologically advanced, <laughs> but – but yeah, I usually post videos after after every episode. So thanks again, Alec, for coming on. Appreciate it. And we'll have to have you on again. Uh, we'll see you in the next episode, episode 64. It's WFS. <laughs>